Welcome to Fresh Take, your favorite weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of information pertaining to healthy lifestyles, organic and sustainable agriculture, and numerous topics related to the environment. Thanks for tuning in. Our industry experts are here to provide you with a fresh take on topics that can help you optimize your lifestyle and well-being. Welcome, everyone. On today's topic, we're going to be discussing organic and what's behind it. I have a great panel here with me today. I have Dr. Juan Carlos Rodriguez from Quality Certification Services. I have Emily Thompson, who is the Education and Outreach Coordinator for Florida Organic Growers. And I also have Chan Kim, who is with Quality Certification Services and Florida Organic Growers. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Thanks so much. I'm glad you guys were able to join me. So with today's topic, organic and what's behind it, we're going to cover the history, the benefits, how to identify organic products, and give you a little bit of information on how you can learn more. Uh, Dr. Rodriguez, why don't you jump right in and give us a little bit of the history and um, just a brief description of what does organic mean? Absolutely. You know, everyone who goes to the grocery store or has been to a farmer's market has seen products that are labeled organic. Right. And I'm pretty sure that most people probably understand or know what the word organic means. But the fact is that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, organic has been around for a long, long time. And it was really, you know, sometime around the 1950s or late 1940s when it was becoming sort of an alternative form of producing food, first of all, Um, and in a way, it was uh, groups that were interested in growing products or food that um, was not the regular form, you know, synthetic fertilizers, pesticides, and what have you. With that, many different groups were formed in the 60s and 70s and 80s that were interested in having these alternative methods of growing food and, you know, giving options to people that maybe for some reason or another didn't think that, you know, regular non-organic foods were, you know, good for them or okay. good for the environment. Right. So there was a lot of interest from all of these different groups to once again have their own food that was, you know, being grown differently than, you know, regular conventional food. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know Florida Organic Growers was one of those as well. So. Absolutely. So I think FOG was founded in the late 1980s, maybe right. 87, 89. And like FOG, many other different um, nonprofit organizations across the country were also being you know, formed by growers and consumers. Right. And so what they were doing basically was to inspect farms. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to label the, the food as organic, they were inspecting those growers that were growing organic foods and that um, within each state had their own standards. Um, a lot of those standards were very similar across, you know, the different states. But what happened was that if you had or if you were buying organic food in Florida, for example, uh, and had the own set of standards, those standards may be somewhat different than the ones that growers in Georgia had, Absolutely, right. Or Alabama. Right. So that's when in the... Um, Early 90s, um, the USDA decided to get involved because, they, you know, more and more people were interested in organic food. 
Right. So there was a need to have a national standards. Okay. And so that's when uh, the first talk and discussions about developing national standards first came about. It took a long time, though, from you know those early discussions and uh, creations of the standards for the um, the standards to have into to come into full effect. Right. It wasn't until the 2000s to early 2000s, 2001, 2002, when we had a national organic standards, and so that is what we have today. Right. So anyone, any farmer, any processor, any livestock producer who wants to label their product as organic needs to comply with these national organic standards. Right. I think that's essential that everybody follows the same guidelines across the board nationwide. Uh, it keeps everything simple and makes sure that anything that's being grown has is being grown with the same standards. That's excellent. Correct. And so people can trust that when they're buying certified organic food, that you know, organic food has been verified by an um, accredited certification agency like UCS. Right. That the products and the way that it was produced is complying with those standards. Wonderful. Going a little bit more into that, for those that don't know and that aren't as familiar, how do you identify these products? How do you know? You go into your store, you go to the farmer's market. How do you know? How do you identify the products? Well, one way to do that, if you're buying processed or packaged products, okay. and you see the label organic on it, let's say that you you know went to the store and then you were interested in buying cereal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see hundreds and different types of cereal, but one of them, it has the word organic on it. Okay. So one way to knowing that it is a certified organic product is by looking at the ingredients panel. That's mm-hmm. where you typically would find the nutritional uh, information and the ingredients that are part of that cereal. So when you look at that label and you look at the information that's, you know, that's being displayed, you should be able to see who one produced the product. Okay. Let's say, you know, Kellogg's, for example, or General Mills, or whoever was the one who manufactured the product. And right below that, you should be able to see a statement that says certified organic buy. Okay. If you see that statement certified organic buy, it should also state who the certifier is. Excellent. If okay. you do not see that label or that statement, then, you know, Buyer beware, I guess, is, is what I should right, say. Because right. um, it is important that when you're buying processed products, again, products that are being packaged, that it, it is in the uh, regulations that the information regarding who certified the product or who verified the product is stated on the label. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're buying from directly from farmer's markets, that's a little bit of t- trick here because you know, they don't necessarily are going to have a packaged product right. that says certified organic buy. Right. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that they just cannot comply with, you know, informing clients who their certifier is. Right. So consumers can ask, are you certified organic? Absolutely. And if they are, they should be able to, you know, tell them who their certifier is. There is, however, an exemption for people who are selling directly to consumers. That means that if you're selling less than $5,000 annually, you're exempt from being certified. Oh. But you still need to comply with the regulations. Right. It doesn't mean that you don't... That you're exempt. That if from, you're exempt from being certified... But not exempt from following the standards. Correct. Exactly. And so, and they would be just as liable as the people who are certified for misrepresenting anything that as organic, that doesn't really comply with the regulations. Good to know. 
I know there's also the USDA Organic Integrity Database. Yes. So you can also take it upon yourself to go and research the different companies. You can look up by companies, whether or not they're certified, if they've been suspended, and look up what products they have under their organic certificate. Wait, this is information that's accessible to the public? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go on the USDA's Organic Integrity Database. Yeah, the Organic Integrity Database, mm-hmm, that's what it's correct. called? Yes. And they just yeah. have all the information there? Mm-hmm. And you can do um, advanced searches, so you can get really um, detailed with your searches to really? figure out what, what products are certified in case there's anything that you've seen that's a little bit questionable and you're not getting the right answers, yeah, you can take it upon yourself to search. And it's the job of the certification bodies to update that database. So it's usually up to date pretty quickly by the certifiers. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. It's like the first time I heard about that. (laughs) No, that's good to know. That's really pertinent information for our listeners to know that there is a place that's open to the public where they can go and research and and get that information if they have those questions there. Going back to the farmer's market, um, farmer's market sometimes... Um, because they all they also have their own rules and regulations. Right. Um, will enforce or at least make sure that anyone who's, despite the fact that some growers may be exempt, mm-hmm. some farmers markets require growers to be certified organic if they want to sell at the farmers market. Um, but that's their own sort of rules and regulations for farmers markets. I just again want to remind people that if you ask questions and if you are interested in buying organic. Even if that farmer's market allows all types of organic farmers to sell, those that are exempt as well as those that are certified, right. you can ask questions. Mm-hmm. And like Emily said, and I think that's a really good um, sort of you know way of knowing is to go to the Organic Integrity Database and see if that farmer or farm is certified organic. Absolutely. I think with the farmer's markets, you definitely have to ask. That's the only way you're going to know. I mean, it's very different from walking into your supermarket and then you have your section of produce where it very clearly states the organic this is the organic yeah. section this is where you find your organic produce and then this is the conventional over here so you definitely have to ask I just I'm really pleased to know that there are standards in place um, as well as penalties yeah. uh, as well also if any farmer or vendor is shaming you for asking a question that's already kind of a red flag as it is so like <laughs> I would just dip out immediately if they start shaming you. absolutely yeah you definitely want people that are going to be uh, up front with you and let you know and that can explain you know what they're growing and they should be proud of that that's something that they should be happy to tell you about for sure so we're reaching the halfway point so I didn't want to cut you off but um, I kind of want to present our uh, fresh fact of the day and so this t- this definitely ties into you know labeling and being certified organic so the penalty actually for misrepresenting something as certified organic can result in fines of up to seventeen thousand dollars that's American that's USD hefty. for each offense that is correct. Yeah, and, and that's Same. that's seventeen thousand. Seventeen thousand. That's oh a gosh. that's a great point. Well, that's also a great incentive uh, to not represent because if that's each time, that's crazy. So every time that you misrepresent yourself, you can pay up to seventeen thousand dollars. And I think the key thing to gosh. to remember about the label, and we're talking about the label, we're talking right. a little bit about the history, is that it's a consumer driven label. So people should be able to trust that when they're buying products, certified organic or organic, mm-hmm. that they're complying with those standards. Right. Uh, and it is an option. It's an option for people who want to buy or want to, you know, consume organic foods. Right. I find that, yeah. I mean, it's it's really difficult to have a complete organic diet. But you, for me personally... Uh, you can definitely tell the difference. You know, in my produce, I can definitely tell the difference. And not, not everyone can, but I like the option of having organic 
vegetables and fruit in my home. I can taste the difference. I, I think my family can as well. We've talked a little bit about how to identify, you know, what benefits do you think purchasing organic products? One of the things that there is um, enough um, research being done and, and there's studies that show that environmentally, there are a lot of benefits to growing organically. Keep in mind that synthetic pesticides are not allowed to be used in organic farms. So the fact is, is that if you're not using synthetic pesticides, some of these studies that have shown that beneficial insects in the populations of beneficial insects in organic farms is higher right. than in non-organic and conventional farms. So not only can you use synthetic pesticides on the products themselves, and so not even on the crops themselves, but also like on the soil too. Correct. Much. There's no... Correct. What that means is if you're not using synthetic pesticides on the plants mm-hmm. or in the soil, then the likelihood of those synthetic pesticides ending in water is very low. That's good to know. As far as your households, what do you feel like are the the benefits or what makes you choose organic over conventional? Whether or not I eat organic, that's going to be up to me. Absolutely. I definitely want the choice to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like so important for sure. As far as the benefits of eating organic, like just having this, the peace of mind that I know that it's not going to contain any synthetic pesticides. That's definitely a huge plus for me, you know, because I feel like with conventional foods, it's not as transparent, I would say. So I guess buying organic, at least I have that peace of mind. Well, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, personally for me, I do definitely taste a difference in the organic foods versus conventional foods. But a big thing for me is the environmental livelihood of... Absolutely. So I definitely think that the organic standards were created to ensure the livelihood of our soils and the environment um, for generations to come. You know, there's a lot of rules on monocropping and the different kinds of conventional standards that kind of destroy the soils after years and years and years. But organics is kind of there to, you know, they set the standard for ensuring that we could keep using these lands and using these soils. And I also like the animal impact part of it because there's a lot of standards on you know when it comes to like chickens and cow you know all the different kinds of right. livestock that you can get certified mm-hmm. there's like outdoor access rules you know the livelihood of the animal that kind of stuff really um you know I don't mind spending a little bit more knowing that knowing right the chickens got the outdoor access that they deserve and because of that I think their eggs taste a little bit better <laughs> I agree I definitely agree with you on that and this you know I mean not to say that it's just a feel-good thing but it does feel good knowing that what you're purchasing um, is better for the environment overall. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, for those of our listeners who still are kind of in the dark about this, they want to learn more, they're not really sure still, you know, why they should choose organic or what the standards mean, where can they access this information? Where can they go to learn more? Well, I definitely think that just visiting the National Organic Program website, which is part of the USDA, Mm -hmm. can inform people about the process of uh, becoming certified organic, you know, for farmers. And the website itself has a lot of information about some of the things that we're talking about, you know, resources on the benefits, definitely. So I I would, you know, tell people that, you know, one good place to start would be to visit the USDA National Organic Program website. And you can find a lot of information on the topics that we're discussing today. But, you know, when it comes to just other people in other groups, um, certainly Florida Organic Growers has information on their website about some of the benefits. If you're interested as a farmer, if you listen to this and you're maybe a farmer who is considering getting certified organic, you can visit the 
National Organic Program website to see the certifiers in your state. Now, certification agencies can certify it across the country. They don't necessarily have to be on your state. Right. So yeah. Quality Certification Services, QCS, for example, certifies in 44 states. Excellent. So they certify all across the country. They certify crops, livestock, processing facilities. So again, What if you're for, outside the U.S.? We, or, or QCS, certifies in 14 countries, I believe. So we can certify to the National Organic Program in, you know, in any country pretty much in the world. And is that um, becoming common amongst center certifiers to certify outside of the United States as well? I think it is. I think because of the fact that, you know, those uh, producers outside of the U.S. who are interested in the U.S. market realize that in order for them to have access to that market, they need to certify to the organic standards. So those farmers in Ecuador, let's, let's say, or the Dominican Republic, who are growing bananas and want to certify you know, their bananas as certified organic to the National Organic Program, they need to go through the same process that a farmer in the U.S. has to go through. They need to submit an organic plan. They need to have a plan that it's implemented, that it gets verified by the certification agency. They have an inspection. So an inspector goes, visits the farms, makes sure that everything that is in that plan is accurate. And then they provide all of the information that, you know, can guarantee that they're following those practices and, and complying with the regulations. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank all of you for joining me here today. I think that it's imperative that we let our listeners know what we're trying to do and give everybody a clear understanding of, you know, what is organic. And I look forward to having you guys back at some time to get deeper into this. I think that there's a lot more that we can discuss on uh, each of these topics on identifying organic products and really getting a little bit deeper into the benefits. You guys have been a great panel. I thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to having you guys back with me soon. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. As many of you already know, FOG is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, which means we need your help to keep all of our content free to the public. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation today. We would really appreciate your support. 